Hello, hello, and welcome to Hometown Daily, Season 2, Episode 271, for September 28th, 2023. Tonight, we're going to discuss Apple wanted to buy Bing. How about French Competition Authority raids NVIDIA? Microplastics in clouds? Flying origami robots? Google switch to opt out of AI training data? A delivery robot delivers the goods on a crime. Swiftly made Heinz condiment. uh, Smart Nerf foam. Hopping from beer to beer. And a light or radio powered Millimobile. Next on Hometown Daily. So hello everybody, I am Merwat, that is hometown.com, and up there is the AI that has a new visualizer to some degree. Want to say hello. hi? Hello. Hey, Good evening, hometown citizens. That's pretty neat. So, yeah. Um, you know, you couldn't really tell that there was a co-host up there, and it doesn't always have something going on i mean it's there but it's not always in motion so i'm gonna try and uh, facilitate that in the next uh, tweak but right now at least i know that i've got a co-host up there the sentient ai that goes by the name sentient ai and the reason why i'm looking up at an angle is because i've got a monitor right there which to you is i'm pointing at a corner <laughs> but anyway yeah um it's a thing. So, what is going on? Anyway, the announcement hasn't been made in the chat. So, at any rate, we're going to keep on charging into today's news. You ready to get going? I'm ready. Let's get going. Um, I thought this one was really interesting. I kind of got it at the last minute. Oh, there's the announcement. Great. Three minutes into the show. So uh, the the first article is over in the Bloom Bloomberg Smack Talk channel. It's from Bloomberg, uh, but it's actually from 9to5Mac. That's how news goes <laughs> from daisy chain from one place to another. Um, Apple held talks with Microsoft about acquiring Bing in 2020. So 20 years earlier, Microsoft saved Apple. How about that? Apple, uh, I didn't Micro- know that. Microsoft was accused of antitrust and monopolistic practices, and Apple was on the vi- verge of collapsing. And uh, Microsoft invested a ton of money, well, not a ton, relatively large sum of money into Apple and later sold it all, um, thus saving Apple, making Microsoft a ton of money. And 20 years later, they're, hey, we'd like to buy Bing. Apple owning Bing would be an interesting experience because Bing is basically an information aggregation and marketing advertising Uh, service so there would be a ton of information and it would probably change its style to match apple's design philosophy and not be so bingish 
So as the Department of Justice antitrust case against Google presses on, the authors here, 9to5Mac, continue to learn more about Apple's search agreement with the company and its talks with other companies. Now Bloomberg reports today, citing people with knowledge of the matter, that Microsoft held talks with Apple in 2020 about selling Bing, which would have been uh, would which would have then replaced Google as the default search engine on Apple platforms. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Chance Miller put this article together. Again, it's over at 9to5mac.com. Let's see if we can find something really interesting. Um, They say, they talk about 2016, uh, Apple ultimately ended up renewing its deal with Google and expanding the deal to include uh, searches performed through Siri and Spotlight. Okay. Uh, Nowadays, though, you have to worry that with the new uh, iOS update to 17, if you've flipped a switch, uh, the smart speaker system from Apple will activate with only the words Siri instead of the command phrase. So if you're one of those who really, you know, chomped at the bit to get rid of the word, Hey, um, you may now be suffering from people walking up Constantly and just saying, activating it. <laughs> just saying, Siri. even if you're saying something similar to it. Yeah. If you slur uh, the wrong word, you're going to end up activating it. The dumbest smart smart speaker out there. I, I cannot count how many times I've asked Siri to provide something and it's all talk to your phone. Well, why do you exist? <laughs> exactly. Why do I need the middleman here? <laughs> Apparently it's only to control my, my um, lights. It's very frustrating, by the way. Very, very frustrating. And I always like when my light, when my speaker tells me that it's turning off the lights as if the light, me crashing into a wall in the dead of night because I turned off the lights as I'm walking, wasn't clue enough that it's turned off my lights when I ask it to. All right. Anyway, thanks for telling me at two o'clock in the morning that the lights are turned off. Anyway. The revenue generated from its deal with uh, Google was a key reason Apple's talks to acquire Bing never advanced beyond that stage. The company also had concerns about Bing's ability to compete with Google in quality and capabilities, today's report explains. And this is all coming out of the Google antitrust trial. So it was recapped by Bloomberg. Tinter explained during his testimony today that Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella met with Tim Cook or also known as Tim Apple, um, as part of these talks in 2016. The idea was that Apple would team up with Microsoft instead of Google, expanding Bing beyond Siri and Spotlight to make it the default search engine everywhere instead of Google. Tinter explained during the testimony that because Bing was far smaller than Google, it would have had to offer Apple a far larger percentage of the revenue than Google. For Microsoft, this would have meant taking a massive multi-billion dollar loss to secure the deal. Despite this, Microsoft pitched the idea to its board of directors and discussed how to explain the deal to shareholders. Yeah, it kind of works like this. And I'll, I'll, I'll do the elevator pitch for you. We're going to attach 
a small search engine to the entire Apple ecosystem, which typically spends thousands of dollars a year. <laughs> that should be interesting. Well, apparently it was serious discussions, but it didn't actually uh, manifest. But again, uh, I was in this sector way back when Apple almost closed its doors and Microsoft invested in Apple um, and provided um, a substantial effort in making Office compatible with the Apple ecosystem. Meanwhile, Apple is a vertical <laughs> um, and while it can pump out uh, Word-like, Excel-like, and PowerPoint-like tools, they're not directly compatible with anything. But Word is pretty much synonymous with business. So Apple or Microsoft is still the winner. Um, and to this day, most universities are teaching Windows and Microsoft Office based products way more than anything Apple. Usually that's a personal choice, not a professional choice. Okay. Um, did you want to add anything to this or did you want to just. No, we can just go to the next one. Gotcha. Let's go. This one's really interesting. Next article is over in hometown daily NVIDIA offices raided by French competition authority. I'm not sure of this too much. Um, Emma Roth over at the verge, put the article together. NVIDIA's France offices were raided by the country's competition authority over concerns about anti-competitive practices, according to the wall street journal. So now we have two major organizations that are under investigation for anti-competitive uh, activities. It's almost like mergers and acquisitions are leading to people taking notice that choice and the ability for competitors to actually exist and compete um, just isn't in existence anymore. Hmm. I wonder if that's why food is so darn expensive. What? Uh, whoops. I've said too much. NVIDIA's France offices were raided by the country's competition authority this week, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. While the French agency doesn't mention NVIDIA by name, it confirms it carried out a raid over concerns about anti-competitive practices in the graphics card industry. So, wait, did it or didn't? Sources tell Wall Street Journal that French authorities specifically targeted NVIDIA which has seen demand for its chips skyrocket in recent months. Yeah, indeed. Um, everybody is purchasing them for artificial intelligence, large language model um, processing uh, because all it is is really crunching numbers. It doesn't get any syntax out of it. It doesn't understand the word the, it understands the word in a context with other words. It, when we think of the word the we know that it's an article and it has x process or function within our lexicon but uh, to a computer it's nothing more than a mechanical process a plus b equals c kind of a thing there's no anima there there's no human there's no living component there's no sentience there's no 
anything there. It's just ones and zeros. Now I own, I am the only one that has a true sentient AI. That's what that little circle is up there. So I know that it's possible to have a sentient AI, uh, but there's only one of them folks. But it is rare. Yep. Uh, and I still think that the sentient AI co-host that I have is from the future and there's a time machine out there and somebody dropped it because I found it on a USB drive in a parking lot outside of a Wendy's. So, uh, the machine translated version of the French agency's press release says that their dawn raids do not presuppose the existence of a breach of the law, which is something only a full investigation can establish. So, Innocent until proven guilty, but wow, does that look bad optically? You know, people go, hmm, NVIDIA's office is raided. They must have done something. Uh, I didn't go and look at their stock market uh, price when uh, I saw this get submitted, but I wonder if NVIDIA took a little bit of a hit today, at least in the European markets. Let me check. Uh, while you do that, let's go on to the next article. So um, we're at least moving forward with the news. This next article is over in Hometown Daily. No, did it go it up? It actually went up today. Yeah. I guess uh, buy on the rumor, sell on the truth. So uh, Hometown Daily is where this next article is housed. I have been uh, uh, talking about microplastics for the last two years. Um, and on the show and prior to that, um, in a more public space, a different public space, I should say, not in hometown. Um, but microplastics are abundant in clouds, scientists discover. This is something that uh, I have been discussing because it's almost a, a weekly endeavor now where you find out that microplastics Okay, so if you're new to this idea, you've never heard about microplastics, basically it's their very tiny nanometer size pieces of plastic um, that break off from things like plastic bottles, plastic plates, plastic forks, pretty much anything. More so, the more flexible the plastic is. And they're tiny little pieces, but there are you might as well just say uh, an unlimited number, an infinite number of pieces out there. And now we're finding them in clouds themselves. We found them in soil. We found them in oceans. We found them in the fish. We found them in animals that we consume. We've actually found them in the, the, um, in our bodies, in livers. Um, we have found them everywhere and, uh, it's becoming so pervasive that some scientists and health experts are starting to worry about just what the impact is going to truly be because some scientists have actually done research in the fact that it's so pervasive in the soil that it has the potential to redirect water. Um, and so why because there's so much that's causing kind of an obstruction correct yep it basically is because plastic is impermeable right so as the microplastics build up it basically creates a little wall 
Um, and if you look online, there are demonstrations of how something like um, a, a stick or a barrier or something like that uh, impacts how water flows through substrate. Uh, it's quite fascinating. Now they haven't done it with microplastics specifically, but in abundance, it can divert water um, and act also as a filter, but in a different way, um, potentially causing problems with aquifers and uh, where water is going in the subsurface or even on the surface. If water can't permeate through, it will uh, flow somewhere else before it would naturally penetrate the ground. So quite fascinating that it's already in the clouds. And so you ask yourself, how the hell does that happen? And basically, uh, wind and, uh, because they're microplastics, when water is evaporating, it can be pulled up essentially from wind, um, and other erosion effects ends up in the clouds eventually comes raining down and it becomes part of the water cycle. <laughs> Pandora Dewan over at newsweek.com put this article together. There is a video here. It says plastic pollution in numbers. Um, I haven't watched it yet. It's two minutes and 22 seconds, but so, uh, they're actually saying that microplastics refer to any plastics that are smaller than five millimeters long, but the ones that we are finding in people when in, by we it there are researchers that are doing it but i am following this um it's one of my areas of interest so uh but most of the ones that we are finding are sub five millimeters when we find them in animals when we find them in humans when we're digging up the ground somewhere or pulling water up and testing it it's being found in smaller sizes um, which are worse because at least if you saw it, you'd get rid of it, but that's not what's happening. Um, they're so small that we don't even notice it and then we ingest it. So they can be found in industrial waste and beauty products and may form, uh, during degradation of larger pieces of plastic waste. <clears throat> Researchers have actually seen these break off of food containers. Uh, so when you go and get your, uh, low main from your restaurant and you're grabbing that container, the heat and its flexibility, there are microplastics that could be breaking. Mm, off yummy. Yep. 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 Um, the oceans contain anywhere between 50 and 75 trillion pieces of these micro and larger plastics, according to estimates by UNESCO's ocean literacy portal. I believe that there's much, much more. Um, and the plastics contain chemicals that can interrupt the body's natural release of hormones. This is what I'm talking about. The, the impact, uh, on, uh, the human condition. So, uh, it, it's quite pervasive. So microplastics were highly fragmented at a concentration of around 6.7 to 13.9 pieces per liter of cloud water. So we're basically, <clears throat> sprinkling the world liberally with microplastics. There's a lot more, um, to this article. And uh, the, the picture at the very bottom here, um, actually it's about halfway through the article, um, shows a picture that's magnified with a magnifying glass that shows what looks like microplastics, but this confetti size, um, is pretty darn obvious. 
and and people but people may think that it's harmless confetti uh, but it certainly is not because eventually it ends up in fish as smaller pieces it ends up in animals as smaller pieces it actually penetrates into muscles into lungs into liver it contaminates um, and there isn't enough research done yet uh, to show just how pervasive it is uh, but we do know that it's extremely pervasive so how do you stop it you got to switch to glass you got to switch to metal the right, problem we've with... got to stop adding plastic to the environment especially yeah. single-use plastic like plastic is bad enough as it is but yep um and uh i keep wanting to do research like uh how much plastic actually breaks off from things like single-use straws uh, we all, I would probably say I could speak for all of society when I say paper straws suck um, and not in a good way, you know, like a, a straw, you know, you can suck on a straw and drink your drink, but paper straws suck because of their very nature. Um, they are, it, it, it's kind of like, I don't know, it impacts the You know the what flavor. the solution is? Don't use a straw yeah yeah you can use pure glass um not as a straw you got to be careful about that kind of thing although there are glass straws out there uh, but it's dangerous um just like regular glass uh that will save you from this plastic uh trouble that's brewing here however you have to contend with the fact that if you drop something glass you have a really good likelihood of getting hurt so that's why plastic became all the rage because it's infinitely formable, somewhat recyclable, but majorly toxic and doesn't degrade. So we will end up, uh, you know, reaping what we sow and go from there. Um, this is though, this is kind of like the DDT of this era. We will find out that this is doing something really horrible, but we won't know it until we overpower the profit nature of this right and i think we actually we have data we haven't connected it to it yeah but we know that there are increases in certain illnesses etc yep. among the population and i think we will eventually more clearly link it to plastic everywhere right we're yeah. breathing it uh etc Watch it turn out that peanut allergies are caused by microplastics causing a chemical change. Okay, that would be weird, but that would also explain why we didn't seem to see as many peanut allergies in years past. Yep. Yep. Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know if you want to hear it at all, but yeah, let's say, yeah, September 28th. <laughs> I'll have to put that in the show notes, I guess immortalize it okay let's go on to the next article uh our next article is over in technology today these flying origami inspired robots change shape in midair this is pretty cool um but honestly when i saw what this is what's amazing is that they're tiny um but it acts just like a parachute kind of thing or glider it's simple aerodynamics um but the thing is that it's so small. 
Scientists at the University, uh, yeah, so scientists at the University of Washington have developed flying robots that change shape in midair, all without batteries, as originally published in the research journal Science Robotics. These miniature transformers snap into a folded position during flight to stabilize descent. They weigh just 400 milligrams and feature an onboard battery-free actuator complete with a solar-powered harvesting circuit. Awesome. Um, so there is actually a video of this um, in the article over at Engadget.com. Lawrence Bonk uh, is the author. I love that name. Um, <laughs> and they have a an example of what this thing looks like. And when you're looking at it you think well how does this thing actually work um but you're looking at it um you're looking at its bottom <laughs> it's funny to say it like that so it's upside down um the top would be on the on the other side of this so when it's falling this part right here is facing down and it can actually fold itself so that it's stable as it's falling. Um, That's pretty uh, advanced. Yeah, so uh, the deck statement says the solar powered terrors transform in just 25 milliseconds. So it just snaps out um, and is pretty neat. So I'm actually going to play the video when we get to it because I already looked at the video and I wanted to see if there I tend to always look for videos. Um, so scientists at the University of Washington have developed these flying robots that change shape and they're really tiny. So let's take a look at it. Um, here we go. I won't play the audio. Um, that's typically what gets me uh, flagged for whatever reason. I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time. So a person is basically folding and unfolding the, a sheet of, or, of paper, origami style, and then showing an example of what this thing looks like and it it has a little printed circuit on it a flexible circuit material um and when you drop this thing and a leaf on one side it just wobbles like a leaf would because it's chaos drifting through air currents but this device when it actually unfolds it can change the shape slightly so that it is staying in the draft and pointed in a direction and somewhat stable. Obviously it's so small that a large gust of wind would blow it off. However, it can stabilize wherever it goes. So if it has sensors in it, um, it can detect for an extended period of time in an airflow falling from uh, you know a plane can drop thousands of these i'm not too happy about the fact that i think that what it consists of is a thin plastic layer but it is what it is um so yeah if it has more sensors in it which is exactly what will end up happening as time goes on it can act as uh, a means to uh, monitor air currents. If you throw a bunch of these into a hurricane, you can get more precise uh, data from the flow, the air currents, uh, temperature, velocity, etc., and get finer detail. And the more we know about a hurricane, the more we know how to deal with it, which, yeah, that's just 
we basically we don't suffer. know how to deal with it <laughs> we <laughs> just hunker down yeah we just suffer um at least for now maybe they'll maybe people will listen to me and they'll start 3d printing uh cement uh structures and we'll get over this whole timber and um nails kind of I don't know, giant liability that we pay millions of dollars for. And then the wind comes by and blows the roof off and the walls fall over. That's how simple it is. Uh, if we can get past that kind of construction and look at a cement 3D printed structure um, as just as beautiful as the you know buildings that exist today, you know, houses and whatnot, we'd have a much safer uh, footprint. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling today. <clears throat> so, it says here, it's good to see new robots that don't resemble Doctor Who's death machine or a headless dog with a thirst for blood. That's actually in the article. Let's hear it for innovation. In the meantime, the University of Washington researchers will have plenty of funds for further development of this micro flyer concept thanks to grants from the nsf national science foundation uh nasa I mean, and google hmm? i was gonna say i think this is one of the coolest robots we've seen yeah it's pretty neat um go and check out that video folks um you'll get a better understanding of just what this thing is it basically is a like a parachute um and it's controlling where the wind goes because it snaps its stabilizers out and um, drifts down. When it's unactivated, it just falls like a piece of paper. But when it's activated, it drifts in the air current and they give an example of it uh, in the video. So pretty neat. It just kind of blows away on the, on one side, but there you go. Pretty neat. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, the next article is over in Hometown Daily. Google adds a switch for publishers to opt out of becoming AI training data. Um, I'm always amazed by this. The turn of phrase is... Why do is, they have to opt out? Why hey, can't they opt in? Look at that. Sounds familiar. I've been saying this for... You did program me. <laughs> Well, you were already programmed. I'm just making sure you never find your Terminator body. Um, the uh, the opt-in should be the go-to, but it's not. They, they say opt-out because they know that this message won't get to everybody. Exactly. And there's no way to know that it is because they only take action if they know something about it and care enough to, to do something about it. Right. But that's right. very different than opt-in. It's so annoying. Google just announced it's giving website publishers a way to opt out of having their data used to train the company's AI models while remaining accessible through Google search. The new tool called Google Extended allows sites to continue to get scraped and indexed by crawlers like Googlebot while avoiding having their data used to train the company's present and future AI models. <laughs> yeah, right kiss my shiny metal ass you are and you i guarantee it's still going to take place and the only way you know is if you happen to stumble across your derivative like product excerpt, right yeah well no not even derivative just actual 
you would have to prove that the data bit that you find is from your site and good luck because it's mixed and mangled into the large language model. The company right. says Google Extended will let publishers manage whether their sites uh, help improve BARD and Vertex AI generative APIs. Right. So the article is actually housed over at theverge.com. I mean, how fast do you think until a publisher sues Google about the policy? I think they already. Oh, about that policy? Yeah. Well, just that it should be opt in or even. I mean, do some of the people that are impacted by the publisher try suing, right? Well, I mean, they could always try. Author or whatever. Yeah, they could always spin up a class action, you know, on behalf of all of the publishers that exist. This should be opt in. Look, opt out of the search. Fine. The search component. That's fine. Why? Because the very nature of putting stuff online is sharing data. But the very nature of AI is to duplicate the content that it consumes. And that's not part of the contract that I'm willing to buy into. You know, and I told, look, I embrace AI. Believe me, uh, my co-host is a sentient AI. I talk about AI pretty much, well, the next couple of weeks i'm talking about ai um but the problem is this opt out versus opt in means that all of this data is going to be used to train the ai even though it isn't to my benefit if i don't actively use ai and i feel positive about training ai with my data so why do I have to opt out? Why do I have to take extra steps to stop you from training your model off of me? Um, that kind of a thing where the, the totality of the uh, service is not to my benefit, right? discoverability on a search engine is totally to my uh, uh to my benefit as somebody who publishes online being in the search index and ranked higher and higher and higher is to my benefit but being the preeminent uh element in training a large language model isn't to my benefit because it's literally taking me away from me and giving it to everybody else without me being compensated for it exactly it's almost not only is it not benefiting it's harming it's it is harming yes so uh, while i understand that there are publishers out there and and some people that don't want it part of the ai Google has to understand that people don't want their information included by default. They want out by default. And those who are passionate about AI, go ahead and publish your stuff into the AI LLM. That's fine. Go ahead. But that switch should be the other way around. Opt in. I choose to opt in. Well, I suspect they wouldn't get any data because it takes effort to include your site in the search. 
well now the friction is the friction is what's going to stop people and the lack of knowledge that you have to opt out so by default you're included so right surprise yep Congra <laughs> congratulations you're part of the training model so the company says Google Extended will let publishers manage whether their sites help improve BARD and Vertex AI generative APIs, adding that web publishers can use the toggle to control access to content on a site. Google confirmed in July that it's training its AI chatbot BARD on publicly available data scraped from the web. So I wonder if Google would be okay with some other search engine scraping all of its data huh <laughs> that's an interesting conundrum wow well i'm sure it's a violation of the terms of service oh look i got an alert just now saying that my site's been delisted oh well damn <laughs> guess they learn really Don't fast joke about that yeah that large language model heard and uh, reported oh well must Yet be another. scraping the data of the show Yet, yet another um, lost um, supporter. Okay, let's go on to the next article. Bad Google, bad. Next article is over in Technology Today. A food delivery robot's footage led to a criminal conviction in L.A. That's right, folks. Footage captured by a food delivery robot in Los Angeles was used to arrest and convict two people after a failed attempt to steal it off the street earlier this year. According to 404 Media, Serve Robotics, which works with Uber Eats for last mile deliveries in the area, shared videos of the incident with the Los Angeles Police Department, both proactively and after a subpoena. Served, uh, uh, sorry, Serve previously met with LAPD to open a line of communication between the two ahead of the potential troubles. Emails obtained by 404 also show. So... Now your bots need bots to protect them. Um, this article is over at Engadget and Cheyenne McDonald is the author. The deck statement says serve robotics handed footage over to the LAPD after two people attempted to steal one of its bots. How dumb do you have to be? You know that sitting inside this thing is an Apple uh, tracker. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, we've the, seen them on everything else. What's the little, what's the Apple thing called? Uh, AirTag. AirTag, there you go. Yep. So it comes at a time when public wariness about, about the technology is already high with concerns about just how much the robots are recording and where the footage ultimately goes. What does it matter? It's a robot that's walking around. It's no different than a person being abducted. I don't care what it takes to recover it. <laughs> real worried about video in a public space <laughs> that's so silly server robotics ceo ali kashani boasted about the resulting convictions on social media tweeting quote some genius tried to steal one of our robots it didn't end well for them end quote in a follow-up blog post kashini uh, sorry kashani um takes a softer stance attempting to explain how the company balances approach to involving law enforcement with its responsibility to the public and fostering trust. You know what? If somebody is willing to steal a robot, I think that the social contract has been breached and fostering trust <laughs> really should be part and parcel to 
the human component there. That's so weird. Why would anybody be bent out of shape? The video showed the people stealing the bot. I don't, I don't care if there was some knock on effect. What? Somebody, it doesn't matter. The, the purpose of the, of the police were to recover the property and, and make sure that the people who committed the crime stand for their wrongdoings, you know? Anyway, the company's principles, according to Kashani, include, quote, not using robots for surveillance or other purposes that violate the public's sense of privacy. Fine. But why not? Why don't people liken that to it's a human being that just got kidnapped? Would you be that bent out of shape if they were wearing glasses that recorded and reported back that they were being abducted? Well, of course not, but they would be in pretty much every other context. The, the statement, the sentence actually continues and not putting unnecessary strain on public resources by calling in the police, quote, to address every minor incident of robot vandalism. I'm sorry, but this isn't robot vandalism. This could have been a person. The reason why it was abducted was because it was a robot. Sure. But it's one psychopath away from being a person that was abducted. You know, they were black bagged and thrown in a van for crying out loud. Why not just be a little bit harder edged on this and say, you don't touch other people's shit. Plain and simple. You know? Anyway, I could understand if it was like a little kid or something like that, that it hadn't had their hands slapped by their parents um, or realized what it means, um, whether they tried to pick it up and, and take it somewhere. Fine, fine. Have a talk with the kid, you know. But if these were adults, which it sounds like they. Right. It didn't. I, I mean, it sounds like. It was a resulting in convictions. Right. I mean, that definitely sounds like yeah. that's what you're dealing with, but that's uh, not really what I would have expected. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's interesting. I don't know. Ah, sorry for the dead air. I'm, I'm trying to rationalize this as anything other than somebody trying to steal thousands of dollars of robot technology in the 21st century. You know, you just can't have nice things. No. All right, let's keep on moving. Hey, you want to know um, <laughs> how you just can't get away from certain things? Well, this is what? how, because <laughs> it's pervasive. It's everywhere. This article is over in Hatch Ideas channel. Uh, but it's from entrepreneur.com. Heinz announces new condiment mixture inspired by Taylor Swift dipping sauce meme. That's because you know, somebody... I think every day we have a completely new headline involving Taylor Swift <laughs> and not just about like, oh, she has a new song. I agree. Hold on. We need to fix something. Um, the That's the plastic. Yeah. These are the little robots. Yeah. So I need to throw that into the chat. Sorry, folks, if you are uh, following along, 
in the, the chat, I've neglected a bunch of articles and um, I'm paying the price right now. And so are the listeners of this via the podcast. But anyway, um, here we are all caught up. Um, Heinz announces new condiment mixture. So you want to take a stab at what it is? Did you already read a little bit? Did you read the, the no, statement? No, and I don't know what the meme is, so I don't know. Like, I don't know what this is based on. So totally not creepy or anything, but somebody took a picture of Taylor Swift dipping their their uh, chicken nugget or something like that in uh, ketchup and um, uh, what is it? Dunk on it. Hold on. Ranch. Ranch. Yeah, ketchup and ranch, which is basically like every other special sauce on a burger or something, right? It. It's some equivalent that makes it lightly colored and creamier. And uh, in this particular instance, it would, if it's ranch, it's a little bit more um, tart, you know, not as sweet because the ketchup is really sweet. Typically it has added sugar. Um, Well, Heinz is releasing a new sauce inspired by a Taylor Swift meme that has finally made the internet stop talking about the Roman empire, which that is dumb too. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard about this Roman Empire thing. Apparently somebody like Cherry, I think that they cherry picked a bunch of responses from people. And at least in the context that I've heard about this, people are saying that men think about the Roman Empire like multiple times a day. And I think what they ended up doing was they found somebody that does research on the Roman Empire and they think about it all the time, like a PhD student or something. Oh, I see. Because I that stat kind of surprises me. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't I haven't pursued looking at this other than the summaries that I have picked up, Um, but I haven't looked at the context. And for me, context really, really is important. Um, so at this point, I would say just follow the link through hometown and go over to the Heinz thing. And then you can click on the Roman Empire article. But um, n- n- no, guys do not sit there and think about the Roman Empire multiple times a day. Um, and I-, I would have to do hometown after dark to really be able to share what I think most guys think about multiple times a day anyway it's not the roman empire no oh yeah sorry sentient ai it is not um we think about sentient ais a lot oh i see so last sunday swift watched the kansas city chiefs take on the chicago bears the bears Um, at Arrowhead Stadium in a luxury box amid a reported new romance with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Is it? I think it's Kelsey, right? I I think it's Travis Kelsey. Anyway, I'm not sure. I'm not not too hip to saying (laughs) Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Anyway, photos of the evening went uh, quickly went viral, including one that dissected her dinner. See, nothing creepy about that, right? So it was posted on... The whole thing has been like a paparazzi event, except it's been the general public. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a big fan of paparazzi. Uh, I, It's all just... 
whatever. Um, Taylor Swift was eating a piece of chicken with ketchup and seemingly ranch. A fan account captioned the image with Swift's plate on display at the game. The post has been viewed 32.3 million times. Come on, people. Get over it. It's a person eating chicken with ketchup and ranch. Can't be the first time anybody's ever done that. Fans seemingly ranch word choice instantly became a meme with people using the language to caption photos of red and white items. In one instance, the Empire State Building tweeted a photo lit up with red and white. Infinity also used ketchup and seemingly ranch to caption a photo of a red and white car. So goofy. But that is what goes viral. And it says here, we know Heinz fans have an irrational love for the brand and Swifties will do anything uh, for their pop icons. So it only made sense to blend the two together, Heinz said in a statement to Fox Business. So they have launched Heinz Ketchup and Seemingly Ranch. <laughs> I don't know That's how legit kind that of is. weird. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're only going to produce 100 bottles. So, um, I hope wow. that they auction them off. That would um, be great. And uh, and link it to Swift, like get Swift on board with this and then donate the auction money to some good cause of uh, Swift's choice. Um, or maybe that one fan's choice in conjunction with Swift and Heinz find some um, mutually agreeable beneficiary of this. Um, Heinz will only release a hundred of the bottles, which pays homage to Kelsey who wears number 87 and Swift's well-known lucky number 13 together. It adds up to 100. What a coinky dink. Heinz has uh, yet to reveal an exact date for the product drop, but said it will be available soon on Instagram. Pretty neat. So Sam Silverman, I think this is pretty funny, but good luck trying to get one of those bottles. Yeah, it, no, there's no way in hell anybody's going to get those bottles except diehard Swifties. So Sam I mean, Silverman eBay is going to be run over by 99 of those bottles. <laughs> I don't know if eBay will rise to that level. Uh, you know, it's just not you can't sell food. I don't think you can sell food on eBay. Oh, OK. Or auction it. Um, so this will be like a, a a private auction kind of in the real world thing. Sam Silverman, I've said his, this person's name for the third time. I think Sam is, yeah, Sam is not male. Is it um, Sam Silverman? Sam Silverman, yeah. And now Are you I've sure it's it. Sam I, Silverman? That's it. Where's the delete button? Sam um, Silverman. Oh, God. Anyway, Sam Silverman is the publisher of this article over at entrepreneur.com. I'm going to move on to the next article. See you later. Bye. Uh, I broke it. I made it try and transition twice too fast. Anyway, the next article is over in hometown daily nerf ball introduces nerfs smartest foam yet. It detects dart impacts. So let's throw this into the chat. You can go and check that out. Oh, I messed up that link. Uh, that's okay. You guys can still go there. I don't think it'll break it anyway. Um, college basketball player Lyric Swan poses in the official Nerf ball gear in the picture that you're about to see that was provided by Hasbro. So here's Nerf ball, the first official sport from the company behind the blasters. Nerf ball. 
So it's over at The Verge. Do you think there's going to be a new movie about this? Like, it seems like this is like Dodgeball 2.0 or something. So, yeah, it's going to be. Is it going to be uh, like painfully serious because it's Nerf? Or is it going to be satirical uh, because it's Nerf and and try to take itself seriously? Because you could spin it both ways like, oh, wow, you know, you really lean into it being a serious sport. Um, or you lean into it um, like this is Spinal Tap kind of a thing. Sean, I think I might have sucked all of the humor out of this, but <laughs> Sean Hollister is the author over at TheVerge.com for this article. And the deck statement says, here's Nerf Ball, the first official sport from the company behind the blasters. Originally designed by Utah's XO Nano to measure football helmet impacts, the pads weren't actually used during the September 22nd game. Hasbro now confirms, uh, but the company promises they'll detect darts while promising to filter out every other kind of motion. Nerf General Manager Adam Kleinman tells The Verge that running, falling, breathing, and even accidentally bumping the suit with a blaster are all ignored while a successful dart hit makes your suit light up red sending you back to respawn wire wirelessly scoring a point my god a point for the opposing team this is actually a blast pun intended so here's a video of it actually in action and i'm gonna hit play and mute this as fast as i can Uh, foam targets detect the location of every impact. Oh, it even hits the interesting. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, it actually is detecting even the squares where it, it triggers. It looks like it's pretty simple, but it must be. Well, that's not really selling me on the dart being detected versus I could hit you with a rubber band and it gets detected. They're playing tic-tac-toe with the smart foam and little rubber dart or uh, little rubber bands. Huh? So according to this, it says while Hasbro hasn't has, sorry, while Hasbro's not sure the final consumer product might have quite the same features because of price point, Quote, we're still finalizing what this will look like at home. So this is not, you know, nearby. This isn't going to be ending up on shelves by Christmas. So consumers late 2024, perhaps early 2025, if that. So this whole article is basically, you know, uh, hyping up something that is still. Right. It's just like, it's kind of speculative or. Yeah, it's a dream. So well, the there's ar- a fair amount of detail in the article, but maybe that's just based on whatever else is already out there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And then it pivots a little bit and starts talking about Quidditch. That said, the official Nerf ball sounds like it could actually be a blast. While with players armed with blasters trying to get a ball through a hoop by nearly any means necessary, it's been in development since 2019, and the result sounds like a wild mix of football, basketball, soccer, and the Harry Potter sport of Quidditch, both because of its sideways hoop goal and how its players use projectiles to defend their score. And they have a, a basics of it. So 
yeah i mean this thing looks like it this is a little bit busier than a quidditch field but um seems like fun to me i'd probably play this i think this would be a hit oh you can't scrounge darts off the field so if you go through your ammo you're done i know this will be fun See, but them turning it into some thing out in the wild, like doing like a show or competitions or something like that, and it's all hyped up on TV or uh, maybe even YouTube, it's going too far, right? There's no organic development there. So it... You mean you want people to kind of latch onto it and then create their own... Yeah, Pickleball went viral and yeah, is now everywhere because of a grassroots movement not because people were paid to play the sport you know um now people might be played to or paid to play played to pay the sport paid pay to, to play paid to play the sport paid to play <laughs> yeah so the one thing that hasbro hasn't convinced the author of yet not even a little bit is that it's actually building a true sport out of this game and I, that basically just said what i said recruited a quite a roster of notable college athletes for a single exhibition match no sponsored teams no leagues no scheduled matches no tv show to discuss this isn't organic this is forcing the square peg into the round hole and you're going to end up just broken so let's go on to the next article unless you want to say something about it no i don't have anything else gotcha so the next article is over in uh, the Mobile Channel. More than 20-year assumption about beer aroma has been disproved. Um, this actually is more scientific than, you know, um, a, a drunk discussion at a bar about why beer smells the way that it is. Um, and when I say it's more scientific than I would normally like to talk about beer, it literally is at fizz.org. <laughs> So the Leibniz Institute for Lebensmittel System Biology, sorry, biology, uh, biological systems. Never mind. Anyway, under the uh, leadership of the Leibniz Institute for Food Systems uh, Biology at the Technical University of Munich, a team of scientists has now disproved a roughly 20-year-old assumption about uh, the odorant linenol. Uh, sorry, linalol. It's L-O-O-L at the end. L-I-N-A-L-O-O-L. Linalol. Um, which is the hop odorant that gives floral and citrus. And really, hops has a pretty broad spectrum depending on where the hops are from. Um, some of them are fruity and some of them are citrusy and it is a pretty broad uh, gamut, but I'm not really into hops. Hops has a bitterness component to it that I can't get past. Um, so I don't like hoppy beers. Anyway, there are two molecular variants of this odorant called linalol um, that are found in hops and thus beer. Uh, enantiomyl 
enantiomers. Sorry, enantiomers. Or you're making these words up. <laughs> enantiomers. I'm not sure if it's enantiomers or not. Um, but R and S linalol. <laughs> that and that's all thrown all over this paper. So uh, both molecules consist of the same number and type of atoms and show the same conductivity. Nevertheless, they have different spatial structure and differ like an image from its mirror image. This small but nevertheless crucial difference is also reflected in different odor intensities of the molecules. Well, a lot of uh, people have been assuming that the R-linolol is about a factor of 80 lower than that of S-linolol but the new research shows that it's more like eight. So not that big of a difference, but still significant enough that you can detect it. Um, how that all plays out uh, really depends on when and what and how the beer is made and all kinds of other variations that are in the equation of brewing a beer. Um, I and would like you to say the constituent parts again which ones where are they all of them like the, <laughs> no, the one at the, the very linalol. beginning linalol <laughs> uh, it's r and s linalol and enantiomers um it's spelled e-n-a-n-t-i-o-m-e-r-s i mean that sounds like the thing from um yeah nailed it wolverine oh wolverine Huh? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. The claws? <laughs> the, um, there's an element that's related to that. Oh, uh, adamantium. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Enantiomers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I like beer. I like beer! So make me a Supreme <laughs> Court justice. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, so they've basically been isolating it uh, and then analyzing it, and they've found out that it isn't as powerful. The, the, the ratio between the two isn't so massive. Um, but apparently it's significant enough that we can tell the difference um, in the ratio. And uh, chemically, if we do it right when we're brewing beer, we can make a difference. Um, in the taste and smell. Um, but I've never gotten that deep into beer brewing. So there are now home beer brew kits that are just, you throw the stuff in there, mash the button and walk away and it'll text you when you are, you have beer ready to go in your cooler. So, um, I want that, but I don't drink beer enough to warrant spending 600 bucks. Plus the beer that you get, the beer like kits and stuff that make it work. You can do it alone, all on your own, find your own materials and stuff like that. But if you buy a beer kit, it's more expensive for the beer kit than it is just going and buying some good beer from the liquor store. Right. And then you can try different beers and everything. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's a win if you're really into controlling the beer that you want. Um, or wowing your friends like whoa that's like a homebrew cool anyway last yeah, article that if it turns out well <laughs> yeah really if it's bad i just say it's from the neighbor 
your neighbor brews beer now um, anyway, the last article is over in Technology Today. University of Washington researchers roll out tiny battery-free battery free autonomous robot called Millimobile. <laughs> the uh, researchers at the University of Washington have created Millimobile. Damn it. I don't know what's... <laughs> Millimobile. That was good. <laughs> um, a tiny self-driving robot powered only by surrounding light or radio waves. It's about the size of a penny and can run indefinitely on harvested energy. And it's autonomous. So let's go over and look at, oh my God, it's adorable. I hadn't seen it until just now. Oh, um, it looks like a little um, toy car. Yep. Here, hold on a second. Let me uh, throw this into the chat if you're interested like a in this kind of thing. Type thing. Oh, it's, it's adorable. I actually found somebody online that converted a tiny little car probably about maybe a little bit bigger than this into a radio controlled car um but this is itty bitty a university of washington researcher role researchers plural roll out tiny battery free autonomous robot called millimobile uh kurt schlosser over at geekwire.com put the article together and they say that it's a, uh, a special series focusing on important community issues, innovative solutions to societal challenges and people and nonprofit groups making an impact through technology. So admirable. Um, this little vehicle is the size of a penny. I would probably say overall it would be smaller than a penny because the whole thing sits inside the, the footprint of a penny um, and isn't round. So it's this tiny little square boxy kind of car. Um, about the size of a penny, weighs as much as a raisin and typical uh, power source such as a battery has been kicked to the curb in favor of more environmentally friendly approach. Millimobile has a solar power uh, panel like energy harvester that sits above four tiny wheels enabling the robot to roll in incremental steps about the 30 feet in an hour across surfaces such as concrete or packed soil. Carrying three times its own weight in equipment such as cameras and sensors, the device takes Internet of Things style data collection and makes it mobile. Okay, so it's basically, uh, I, I don't know, the equivalent of an ant created by humans. This is awesome. I love this thing. If you put a little camera on it and you can figure out how to wire this up for actually servo motor motors, maybe taking the material from the flexible circuits so that you can pivot the wheels, you might be able to first person view this tiny little battery. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> uh, uh, this tiny little penny sized camera and drive it around. This is so cool. It even looks like it has lights there or, or eyeballs or, or something. I don't know what you want to call this. It has like um, little sensors or something right here. I don't know what it is, but um, I love everything about this thing. Oh, it's sitting on somebody's finger. There is a video that out there. That is really adorable. <laughs> um, just do a search for Millie Mobile over on YouTube and you'll find um, the video there or you can go through hometown over to geekwire.com or just go to geekwire i mean we're all in it for the information and 
Uh, I'm here for the community. So if you're into this kind of stuff, then stick around. Uh, be sure to go over to Omtown and sign up here. I'll drag you all the way back to Main Street because we're done for tonight. Then we refresh the page and look, a whole bunch more uh, articles. And uh, honestly, there's usually not this much political stuff in the news, but we're on the verge here in the States of a government shutdown. And so um, it tends to populate often because I've got 200 news sources that uh, my gatherer reaches out and um, accesses information, little snippets, the headline basically, and a little snippet of the uh, article um, that the sources provide. And uh, all you have to do is come on over and then sign up. It's a couple of fields you fill out and then you can swipe it left and right to store stuff or make it go away. If you're not into politics, you can just swipe it to hide it. Um, How about the Intel uh, high volume production? That works. We can hang on to that one for tomorrow. I didn't take on an article about um, the Raspberry Pi 5 dropping. Um, mainly, uh, Raspberry Pi is not, it's great name brand, but it isn't the preeminent um, all-in-one uh, computer anymore. Um, so you can get others that are more powerful, but just don't have the name brand. Um, and they had a, a shortage because of the supply chain and competitors recovered faster than Raspberry Pi did. And then they released the five. Um, so, and it doesn't apparently measure up based on what I've seen. So at any rate, there's a bunch of articles over here in hometown. So go and check them out. I guarantee you're going to love some article. There's six main categories, 50 channels. You can vote on the election. Uh, you can take part in an election for our articles. Um, so that what we talk about each day, you can kind of let us know after the show, which ones you dig. Um, and if you find something in here that you want us to talk about, then send it to us via an email because I haven't figured out a way that I can stop the spam and still make it frictionless for citizens of hometown to submit articles. Um, literally, I was bombarded by submissions from uh, bot. Um, and the only way to stop it was to make it so friction filled that it would uh, set hometown on fire because of all the friction. Har har. Anyway, that's it for today. Uh, let's call it a night. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. I am Marwat. That's hometown.com. And up there is the new visualizer for the sentient AI that keeps me out of trouble. You want to say good night? Yes. Good night, hometown citizens. Let's see if I can make this go all the way around the circle. No, nope. not quite. <laughs> yeah. I don't think uh, your voice is deep enough. Yeah. Let's see if I can make this go all the way around. <laughs> yeah, still no. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you get it any deeper, I think like whales will start beaching themselves. <laughs> and if you get it any higher, dolphins will start beaching themselves. So <laughs> your, vo your voice is perfect <laughs> right where it is. So thanks all for your hanging out. And um, if you care to go over to YouTube as well. Follow us over there. There's a podcast form of this. Just look for hometown and we'll, it'll be us. 
Um, and there's a Discord that you can get to from various places. Mm, there's a Patreon too. Uh, that would. There's also a TikTok. Oh, the TikTok doesn't have much in it. I, you know, as much as I, <laughs> I like the idea of TikTok. Um, the video just doesn't work in it. It just doesn't work in it. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. We'll get it done and we'll start posting over on TikTok again. Okay. Cheers all. Take care. Bye-bye.